I want to say thank you for joining us here at His Hardline, where every day we always have something going on. We have three shows that we do. We have 1% with Him, where we spend a little time in the Bible, spend a little time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And every once in a while, we'll mix it up, and we do a show called The EDU Spot. And every Tuesday and Friday, we have what's called a His Hardline discussion, where we talk about some deep topics. Don't forget to join us at www.hishardline.com. I want to say thank you again for joining us. Let's get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host. Glad to have you here. It is Sunday, August 28th, 2022, and you are here at his hard line listening to another episode of the edu spot and today we're continuing on with um now even though it says part 13 in the actual training manual 2000-25 it is section 10 so if you're following along in the pdf that would be page 103 this book does go to uh, this training manual goes to 155 so we are probably within a couple of weeks of nearing its completion. And then I think we'll probably uh, be moving on to the um, fundamental orders, the 1638 fundamental orders. Um, that'll be um, pretty cool to go through. Um, so, but there's some, you know, there's a lot of important information though in this field training manual, um, 2000-25. And so in this section 10, if you're following along, this lesson is talking about personal responsibility. And it talks about, you know, responsibility of the present and the American civilization dynamic, individual responsibility to education, to uh, national character, community and home, the importance of active citizenship and so on and so forth. So we're going to dig right into it. So starting out now, responsibility of the present civilization is built upon uh, the experience, there's that word again, I hate that, builded. I always, <laughs> it trips me up. Civilization is built upon the experiences of the past. Any improvements that have been accomplished are the results of human achievement. No system of living has yet been devised that relieves the individual of his personal responsibility for the improvement of human society. By personal effort, each individual should pass on to posterity a civilization better than he found. The sense of personal responsibility increases with the advancement of civilization. Not only have desires and wants multiplied, but with the advance of physical science, there is also a quickened more sentiment and spirit of philanthropic sympathy and increasing recognition of the responsibility of each man for his fellow citizen. Now, the American civilization dynamic is expressed in power, and the power of the individual citizen is the driving force of his initiative, adventurous spirit, self-reliance, and, and dogged energy. To the American, life is, as gr is a great adventure. Now, human wants, desires, ambitions spur mankind to achievements never satisfied, ever progressing. Civilization is constantly improved, and with the improvement have come burdens and complexities, which add more and more to the problems of human society. Now, through equality of opportunity, America gives each individual citizen an equal chance, yet his ability, intelligence, and character distinguish and classify him as progress is made. 
Now, when America was new, she called upon the racial stocks of the world to give their best. And out of these, she has built a great nation. The intelligent, through uneducated foreigner, might have continued to live in his native land without the slightest mental awakening. Now, once landing upon American soil, he quickly catches the spirit of his new environment, takes advantage of the free institutions, and finds opportunity for development to his fullest capacity. Now, in modern progress, America leads the world. Uh, the American citizen, whether native or foreign-born, must recognize his obligations and assume his responsibilities not only to America, but also to the entire world. Now, as we talk about individual responsibility, now in, every, in, in the very nature of the organization in the form of our government, our free institutions, and the lack of all authority in order other than that created by the dictum of the people, the security and perpetuity, uh, the perpetuity of America rest upon the individual responsibility of our citizens. Now, with education, it is the duty of every citizen to obtain the best possible education. To shirk this responsibility is to be unworthy of the blessings of liberty and untrue to his own best interest. And every new device, discovery of science, enlarged market, added production, facility of communication and transportation carries with it a demand for an educated citizenry. In society, economics, local and foreign politics add their demands for educated leadership and participation. And greater opportunities await the educated and, and fewer the uneducated with each passing year. It is the responsibility of every citizen to become fully informed for through education has found the only sure means of perpetuating and improving our social structure. High standards. Now, civilization is not a circle, but a pyramid. At its base is found the constantly increasing mass of humanity. Out of this common material, the world has been busily engaged in building the structure of civilization. No one is compelled to remain at the base of the pyramid who has within himself the ability to find his way up. Now, from that base have come most of the great men in history. Few born in riches or high social position have ever achieved greatness. And by her system of government, America is at the mercy of those at the base of that pyramid. Now, if through individual initiative and proper leadership, they win the heart, their way toward the apex, they lift America also. Now, if they remain inert, ignorant, indifferent, they become the common prey of unscrupulous leaders who seek to weaken or destroy the structure of our government. Now, as we talk about national character, national character is the sum of every citizen. The nation has a right to expect each citizen to maintain high ideals, and he has a right to expect the same of his neighbor. The resulting measure of satisfaction should spur any right-thinking individual to such attainment. The actual worth of a citizen to himself, his community, his country, regardless of any other accomplishment, is based on the high quality and standard of his thinking. Obedience to higher impulses builds up self-respect without which no true success is possible. Then we talk about the community and home. Now, the United States 
has been developed by a succession of communities independent of each other, yet closely related in their social, economic, and political interests. Now, the character of the community is determined by the character of its homes, and the character of its homes is determined by the character of the individual citizen. Now, he is the only person upon whom responsibility for community and home can be placed. Now, the importance of active citizenship, good government is the particular responsibility of the individual citizen in whom final authority is vested. It will be no higher in its ideals nor just in its administration than the sum of our national character. So the first and paramount duty of every citizen is to have a firsthand knowledge of the Constitution of the United States. Sidebar. Not a lot of people have first-hand knowledge of the Constitution of the United States. In fact, a lot of people probably don't even own a pocket Constitution to even refer to the Constitution. Something that everybody needs to have in their pockets, or at least on their possession at all times. Continuing. He should learn the accurate, comprehensive, and mastery statements of the six principles of government as contained in the preamble and the plan for setting up and maintaining our representative form of government. It is in this document that individual rights and fundamental duties are set forth. Now, American citizens are stockholders in a great corporation, the government of the United States. They annually spend three and one half billion dollars in the cost of government. And one citizen out of 13 gratefully employed works for his corporation, for this corporation, excuse me, for this corporation. Its operation requires understanding, supervision, and skillful management. Now, the citizen is the governor of the republic through the exercise of his right to vote, the most sacred right to a, of a free people. He selects its rulers and decides its issues. Now, the proper exercise of this right requires honesty and intelligence and a knowledge concerning the dangerous tendencies that are threatening our republican form of government. Now, he should weigh the merits of both men and issues, feeling himself responsible for the selection of proper persons as the representatives to whom are entrusted the affairs of government. As far as voting, now to preserve American institutions, a bigger and better vote is required and citizens must perform their political duties on election day. Sidebar again. Performing your political duties does not mean doing a mail-in ballot unless you absolutely have to. Like if you're in the armed services and you're, you know, deployed somewhere. Or maybe you have a medical issue, a legit medical issue. I'm not saying that you have a slight back issue that gives you a handicap sticker to put in your mirror so you can get upfront parking at the grocery store. No, I'm talking legit medical issue where it's absolutely challenging for you to get out of the house. Outside of that, if you have two good pairs of legs and feet and of sound mind and body, it is your responsibility to get off your butt and get out and cast your ballot. And on election day, not election month, election day is one day for it. Now the entire electorate must be taught not only to vote, but to vote according to principle and informed opinion. Now, our institutions are endangered and our wealth well worth saving. In the presidential years of 1920 and 1924, scarcely half of the voters of the country went to the polls. In 1926, only 38% of the electorate participated. Wow. 
The ultimate result of such indifference upon a government based upon the principles of the majority is disastrous. So in 1928, more than 7 million young citizens became eligible to vote for the first time. Now, while the vote and the whole vote should be attracted to the polls, it must be remembered that an unintelligent vote safeguards nothing and is harmful in its effort and in its effect. Now, as far as public service, medicine, uh, many citizens are so engrossed in their personal affairs that they are not willing to devote sufficient time to the business of government, leaving most important matters to be decided by, the, by a minority. I'm going to stop here for a second. <clears throat> I want to talk about this for a second. This is one of the biggest reasons why we have the problems that we do. Probably one of the biggest reasons why we don't have as many people joining the National Assembly in their local state and county assemblies. Because again, like it just says right here, many citizens are so engrossed in their personal affairs that they are not willing to devote sufficient time to the business of government, leaving most important matters to be decided by a minority. This is one of the biggest reasons, I repeat, ladies and gentlemen, why we had these problems to begin with. Stop riding on the coattails of the minority because the minority happens to be the wealthy elite and they do not give a crap about you and they will vote for their agenda. I don't know why that's so hard for people to comprehend. Participating on the public service side of things does not have to be a full-time job, as I always said. But, you know, your, your basic level of participation, at least one hour a week or, hell, even minimum one hour every two weeks. Something. Get your input in there. Be participatory. Be available as a jurist. Become an assembly member for your local state. Right now, we only have 14 assembled and, you know, assemb assemblies that are, you know, that have put out notice. We need 38 of them. We got a little bit of ways to go. We almost had, we had actually all 38 back in 2019 before some plans thwarted that progress. Long story for a different day. Let's continue on. The functions of citizenship are not confined to the enjoyment of personal rights. They also involve the protection of those rights unless the obligations of the individual citizens are fulfilled. Our entire governmental structure, with all its rights and privileges, is endangered. The indifference of individual citizens threatens the destruction of the blessings of liberty. So opportunity for patriotic service calls for leadership and ability, and too many citizens fail to respond to this obligation. You think it would be, you think it would be actually no, you know, you would think there'd be a lot of participation back then. Remember back then there was no cell phones. There was no video games. There was no TV or Netflix or Facebook or any of that nonsense. I wonder why people weren't engaging in their responsibility to public, you know, duties back then. Shoot. Now you have a lot more, you know, a lot more distractions. Continuing, every citizen should assist in the administration of law and justice by willingness to render jury service. Let me repeat that. Every citizen should assist in the administration of law and justice by willingness to render jury service. Nothing is more imperative. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure this is on. I hope the mic is on. It's called joining your assembly, being available as a jurist. 
Let me repeat this one more time. Every citizen should assist in the administration of law and justice by willingness to render jury service. That means participating on jury duty on the de jure grand juries when these crimes against humanity come about to these tyrants and dictators and evil scum. Nothing is more imperative. I cannot pound this drum harder. Again, it doesn't have to take you away from your marriage or your home life or your children's soccer games. No. All right, continuing. He should bear a a proportionate part of the burden of taxation without an attempt at invasion. He should respect the rights of others, both by precept and example. He should be willing to assume the duties of any public office to which his fellow citizens may call him. He should be useful and loyal, aiding in all public undertakings through a wholehearted cooperation for the welfare of all. In every national emergency, the people have produced their leader, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. When diplomacy has failed, as in the World War, people have volunteered now law and order the best government is that in which justice is mostly evenly administered the better our government the more prosperous and contented the people and every time the citizen assists the administration of justice he makes a material contribution to the welfare of all now every citizen should observe and respect the law It is no excuse that if a certain law interferes with his personal habits, desires, or beliefs, he should disregard it. Now, absolute acquiescence in the decisions of the majority when legally expressed is the vital principle of republics. It is your personal responsibility not to contribute to the defeat of justice, either by evading the law or consenting to its evasions by others. Statutory laws are presumed to be just and for the benefit of all law-abiding citizens. No greater responsibility rests upon the citizen than to demand just laws and their enforcement. And there is nothing more degrading, more destructive in its effect upon personal honor and character than evasion of law, bribery of officers, or contributing to the delinquency of others. That's right. Now, respect for its authority. Now, this was a farewell address by George Washington, and this is what it says. Respect for its authority, compliance with its laws, acquiescence in the measures are duties imposed by the fundamental maxims of true liberty. The basis of our political system is the right of the people to make and alter the Constitution and government, but the Constitution, which at any time exists, till changed by an explicit and authentic act by the whole people, is sacredly obligatory upon all. The very idea of the power and the right of the people is to establish government presupposes the duty of every individual to obey the established government. Again, that was by George Washington in his farewell address. And then W.B. Sweeney said, The highest test of good citizenship is obedience to all laws. We cannot develop and keep alive the high sense of civic duty and pride by half-hearted allegiance to the Constitution. There should be no such thing as an oath to support the Constitution with mental reservation. Absolutely. Now, the... 
the, let's see here. Now, the law of the state of Illinois provides that every male person above the age of 18 years must respond to the call of the police officer in securing and apprehending an offender and provides a penalty for failure to do so. Now, a good citizen will never hesitate to inform an officer of any criminal act of which he has knowledge and to assist in apprehending a criminal and aid the officer in his prosecution. Under the laws of Illinois, a person who has knowledge of a crime and conceals it is also a criminal. As far as public opinion goes, now within each community, there is an invisible government, which we call public opinion. Now, without this force, our courts and police would be powerless in their effort to control. Only in proportion as public opinion backs the law, can it or will it be enforced? Now, to protect the land from the overflow of our great rivers, we erect dikes along their banks. In the moment, a sand boil appears behind a dike. A crew is rushed to take the place and repairs are made to prevent a break that might bring disaster to thousands. Now, public opinion expressing the true character of home and community is the dike that protects America from the overflow of crime, immorality, irreligion, and injustice, which, if allowed to break through, will do an irreparable damage to the free institutions of America. Now, public opinion reaches an uncommonly high level because every citizen is called upon to express his own judgment in community and national affairs and to work for the betterment of his town, county, state, and country. It is your personal responsibility to mold and control public opinion. I repeat, it is your responsibility to mold and control public opinion. Well, Jason, what does that look like? I can't control public opinion. Yes, you can. I'm not saying you got to get out there with a bullhorn and pound people upside the head with your, you know, with, 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 you know, you know, the constitution or anything like that, but start having conversations, plant seeds, prompt thought. When you ask questions that, you know, prompt a thought or a question, you're aiding in the molding and controlling of public opinion. Again, I'm not saying take the Constitution or the uh, Bill of Rights or, or you know, the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the Federalist Papers and, and smack people upside the head and be like, hey, we need to get back to a republic. No, but you got to ask questions that prompt people to think. See, we don't have people that think anymore in this nation. We have so many people adrift in their free thinking ability. And that's by design. These public school systems, a.k.a. indoctrination camps, they want, they want basically people who just obey. They don't want critical thinkers. Now, responsibility can be transferred. Responsibility responsibilities gravitate to the man who can shoulder them and power flows to the man who knows how the recognition of the inequality of ability and the equality of moral obligation makes individual responsibility distasteful to the defective citizen now efforts are being made to supplant the individual responsibility of american citizens with state responsibility which destroys self-respect ambition and national character it demands state control 
which not only promises to relieve the citizen of the individual responsibility, but it also deprives the individual citizen of his personal liberties. It is the duty of every American citizen to prevent the destruction of our republic and the individualistic form of government by any such destructive political philosophy. Our example of individual responsibility. Now, the closing words of the Declaration of Independence reveal the seriousness with which the signers fulfilled their personal responsibility. And I absolutely love this line. And it reads, For the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And that concludes the section 10 in this training manual, 2000-25, on personal responsibility. Now, next time we come back here, we're going to be resuming and talking about self-preservation in section 11 of this field training manual. Like I said, that'll bring us to uh, page 110. So we'll have roughly about 45 pages left to go. So we're wrapping, we're, you know, we're getting close to the end of this. And um, yeah, we're just going to keep chipping away at this and keep learning because this is very important as it, as it pertains to why we assemble. And why self-government and having a de jure constitutional republic is so vital. So anyway, that is all I have for the day. I hope uh, I hope you all have a great weekend wherever you're at in the world. And um, yeah, just remember, you know, you, just, you know, if you're going to be part of this great American experiment of self-government, you have to self-educate yourself. You have to self-educate yourself. You have to constantly learn, always be reading, always be listening, and yes, always be praying to God for discernment so you can kind of sift out the BS. Here at His Heart Line, we try to avoid BS. We don't always get it right, but we do our best to put out good, solid information, facts, and, and truth over here. So that's all I have for you. I hope you have a great day and come back again.